Well, I tell you, folks, we have an almost laughable situation here. Really. I mean, there's nothing that should be unpredictable to anyone in terms of what we can expect from the Biden administration. But to listen to some people talk now, they're actually actually acting as if they're shocked that certain things are happening. There's a labor union which is complaining because of jobs that have been lost as a result of executive action by Joe Biden to wit the Keystone Pipeline. But this labor union endorsed Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden is not an unknown quantity. He's been around for 47 years, and they're acting like this is shocking to them. I know exactly everything he's going to do before he does it because he's been doing it for 47 years, and they should have known as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury. And welcome to another National Preview Online podcast, the NPO podcast, as it's listed in your iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. And if you'd like to subscribe, and we encourage you to do so, please go to either of those two places and simply search for the NPO podcast and subscribe. This way you won't miss a thing. In the alternative, you can download the free Podbean app in either location. Uh, And you can subscribe that way. Podbean is our hosting service. Whichever way you subscribe, however you subscribe, by all means, subscribe. And please, we ask that you leave us a review. The better reviews you leave and the more numerous they are, the more readily the podcast will be found by people looking for alternative news commentary and the faster the show will grow. Uh, We'd also like to increase our advertising budget so that we can get advertising revenue Um, for the show so that we can expand our offerings in the way of a call-in line and phone interviews and so forth. Uh, But all this takes investment capital. If you go to our website, nationalpreviewonline.com, you will find a link on the main page there to a GoFundMe campaign where you can make a donation if you choose. And we're not looking for hundreds of dollars. And please don't donate that kind of money, even if you were capable of doing it. All we're looking for is $5 donations, $10 donations. Uh, They go a long way when a lot of people make them. And we put it all into the internet advertising to promote the show uh, in order to grow it. And once we grow to a certain level, we won't be taking donations from anyone because the advertising revenue from the show will make it self-sustaining. So the labor unions are going crazy over Joe Biden's uh, regulations that are making it difficult for them to make a living. If Look, if you were that concerned about the jobs of your union members, you shouldn't have endorsed Joe Biden. You should have endorsed Donald Trump. You know he brought jobs back to America. You knew that he was America first businessman. Uh, He made energy independence one of our primary objectives. And when you have energy independence, you have cheaper energy. When you have cheaper energy, A rising tide lifts all boats. Almost everything came up in the economy as a consequence of that. Uh, This was not uh, unpredictable by any means that the Democrats and Joe Biden would um, undermine the Keystone Pipeline. And I call to your attention a famous lie told by Kamala Harris during the vice presidential debate of how Joe Biden will not stop fracking. That is a fact with that nasal voice. That is a fact. Well, the Keystone Pipeline was the first day, and I can expect within the first few weeks, you will see fracking being attacked in a variety of places. Now, how much of this Joe Biden is actually doing himself, anyone knows. He's just basically signing whatever piece of paper is shoved in front of him because I don't think he knows where he is. So they're going to be looking to move Joe Biden out, like I said before, at the earliest available opportunity. But for now, 
he's still the figurehead that everyone is to believe is the president of the United States. Now, how does one become president of the United States? Well, in this country, ostensibly, one becomes president by election. And although there's always been some questions about certain elections in our electoral history, there was the JFK election, which was very controversial. People um, had stated they believed that there was fraud there, that votes were bought by the Kennedy family in the city of Chicago because the... um, Kennedys needed the state of Illinois in order to win, uh, and that statement has persisted for years that the city of Chicago was bought, uh, Mayor Daley in Chicago. Chicago, a very corrupt town. It wasn't just corrupt when Al Capone was there. It was corrupt long after. But Richard Nixon conceded the election. He didn't want to put the country through that sort of challenge. Uh, But it was a close election, but 100,000 votes basically separated the entire election because of the pivotal role that the city of Chicago played. Now, four years ago, Donald Trump was elected. And if you remember the conditions under which he was elected and what was said by the Democrats afterward, Hillary Clinton quickly conceded that election. She knew she lost. She knew she lost. And then suddenly, after the fact, the powers that be got in action. Suddenly, they tried to tell Hillary, you shouldn't have conceded, tried to get her to backpedal. And now today, four years hence, we have actual mathematical evidence, things that cannot be explained by math, that shows there was hanky-panky on a grand scale in this election, and it was outcome determinative. But you're not allowed to say that, because if you do... The mainstream media is going to beat you down like that Clinton psychophant, Democrat psychophant George Stephanopoulos, attempted to do to Rand Paul. But Rand Paul put him in his place. And what I find laughable is that when Trump was elected and there was no evidence of Russian collusion after $30 million being spent investigating, they couldn't find a shred of evidence. Everybody was told we had to shut up and believe it. It's a foregone conclusion. It's out there. You have that little twit Eric Swalwell from California saying, I think there's more evidence that Trump is than that he isn't, uh, so forth and so on. And he's in bed, literally, with a Chinese spy, Fan Fang or Fan Fan or Fang Fang. It sounds something like out of a James Bond movie. Honey Rider, Pussy Galore, um, Dr. Goodhead from Moonraker. I mean, it's it's kind of comical. But now, all of a sudden, All elections are beyond reproach because the man they wanted to win won. And let's look how it was done. Election laws, which are supposed to be changed in the states only by the state legislatures, were somehow changed by fiat by the secretary of states in those states. And in every state where there was a problem, that was where it was done. That's how it was done, by executive fiat in the state. The courts... Democratic courts in the pocket of the Democratic Party. And Rand Paul correctly pointed out to George Stephanopoulos that these court challenges that he pointed to, that he said were dismissed by the courts, that none were dismissed because of the weight of the evidence. They were dismissed for lack of standing and a host of other procedural uh, 
reasons, all designed to give the court a way out of actually having to confront the evidence and answer it, because anyone who did confront the evidence would be confronted by considerable evidence. Uh, but I find it laughable. Jo- George Stephanopoulos just continued to say, why, why can't you just say it wasn't stolen? Well, why couldn't you say, you and your ilk say four years ago that Russian interference isn't what got Donald Trump elected? Why couldn't you say that? Why couldn't you? They couldn't. They couldn't bring themselves to do it. And now they're stuffing it down your throat. So people are upset. People on the right are upset. They're concerned. What are we to do? Well, let's take it one step at a time. We have an impeachment coming up. President Trump's got an excellent legal team. Uh, I saw interviews this weekend, Senator Tim Cotton and others, uh, Lindsey Graham. And I think what's going to happen is... uh, This thing is going to go forward, and it's going to come to a quick end. Either it's going to be dismissed out of hand because there's going to be evidence to prove, one, constitutional documentation that the Senate has no authority over a former president by way of an impeachment proceeding. Impeachment only uh, is to remove a sitting president, which Donald Trump no longer is, so it's a moot point. And two, if it does go forward or attempt to go forward by some contrivance that they managed to manifest, uh, the evidence will show that the charge itself is unfounded. The allegation or the charge is that Donald Trump contributed or caused the insurrection by making statements before the crowd in D.C. on the 6th, when in point of fact, evidence has has emerged from federal investigative agencies reported in numerous newspapers and other media that this thing was planned weeks in advance, which undercuts, therefore, the notion that President Trump caused it on the day in question. So by any way you, you look at it, six ways to Sunday, they don't have an impeachment against Donald Trump. They're only doing this, as I said before, because they're hoping to get some type of sick sanction against Trump so that he can never hold public office again, because that's how fearful they are that he may run again. Beyond that, though, I didn't want to cover a lot of the day-to-day news, because you can get that in a lot of places. What I try and give people here is my insight and my opinion as to what's coming next, what's going to go forward. in terms of our battle plan. First thing I can tell you is, unless you're someone who was in my position, who was running a podcast where he has to comment on things that other people have said or comment on things that other news agencies are reporting, there's no real reason for you to um, subscribe to these things. I, on the other hand, do subscribe to them because, as I said before, I need to so that I can critique them and uh, criticize them. You don't have to do it. So that's the first step. One thing we've learned from this with absolute certainty is that the the news media in this country, the mainstream media, is no longer the news. They are no longer reporting the news. They are only manufacturing the news. Therefore, they are using their role as ostensibly news agencies to spread propaganda and shape public opinion, rather than simply attempting to report the opinions of the public. And that's a very, very dangerous thing. When you start reading and hearing your information filtered for you in such a way to bring about a desired result, you've moved away from the news and you've moved into 
a very, very dangerous sort of environment, a very dangerous environment. Case in point is just what we've spoken about. For four years, the mainstream media supported the Democratic Party in its endeavor, and the Democratic Party uh, went forward with it, hawking this notion that Donald Trump somehow got elected because of Russian interference, um, and that's the only way he got elected. It wasn't legitimate, even though Hillary Clinton conceded. And they went with this, and they went with this, and they went with this, and they just did not stop. I mentioned about this Eric Swalwell before. Here he is in bed with a Chinese spy, and he's calling Donald Trump an agent of Russia. It's laughable. And now, after four years of this, with no evidence, Adam Schiff claiming he had evidence, never producing it. Nancy Pelosi saying there was evidence. Maxine Waters saying there was evidence, never producing it. Now, when Donald Trump is the victim of what is clearly election fraud, they don't even want to tolerate it. You have to hear the haughty, the haughtiness in the voice of George Stephanopoulos. Uh, why can't you just say that there was no fraud? Why can't you just say it wasn't stolen? It absolutely was stolen. The mathematics of this proves it was stolen. And Rand Paul, to his credit... He's a very, very principled man. I haven't always agreed with everything Rand Paul has said, but Rand Paul is one of the most highly principled members of Congress, the U.S. Senator from Kentucky. He came out and said it. He said, look, I'm not going to be intimidated by people who say there was no fraud. There was clear uh, election irregularities. The laws in these states that came under scrutiny, the Michigan uh, state, the state of Pennsylvania, the state of Wisconsin, Arizona, uh, Nevada, Georgia. The election laws were changed by the Secretary of State, not by the legislature as is required. Uh, and therefore, these things are unconstitutional changes. And George Stephanopoulos and all the rest of them can go and scream from the top of their lungs about how these cases were thrown out. It doesn't change anything because these cases were not thrown out because of a lack of evidence or a lack of merit. They were thrown out for a host of convenient reasons having everything to do with everything but merit. Lack of standing, uh, not timely or time barred, but no court ever adjudicated this case on the merits. And the court that should be most ashamed of itself is the United States Supreme Court because they turned down a lawsuit originally filed by the state of Texas. And as I've said many times on this show before, the Supreme Court is the court of original jurisdiction for disputes among the states, and they had no discretion to turn that case down, as Justice Alito correctly pointed out. So I think it's very, very hypocritical for the Democrats, after having four years thrown down our throat every manner of conspiracy theory they could find and insist that it was true with absolutely no evidence, to now suddenly be offended in some way because Donald Trump is insisting that the election was stolen from him and 73 million people, in part, in large part, agree with him. So the first thing you need to do is to stop listening to this nonsense because it isn't that we're a cult. It isn't that we're only listening in an echo chamber. It's the liberals who are in an echo chamber. Everything that's said 
on the mainstream media is an echo chamber. They're just reinforcing their own agenda. So you can't trust it. You turn to ABC. You turn to CBS. You turn to NBC, CNN. You hear the same story with the same take. Not even a differing opinion. Forget a reporting the case, just the manner in which it's reported. It's all orchestrated, talking points. So if you want to get away from that liberal, leftist, communist echo chamber, the first thing, they, thing you need to do is to stop listening to these network newscasts, if you still do. You absolutely cannot listen to CNN. It's the communist news network. You cannot listen to MSNBC. Ditto for them. Fox News is fast, lurching, leftward. They're no longer what they were. You stop listening to them. The Wall Street Journal, also owned by News Corp, lurching leftward. Stop reading them. Instead, try and listen to OAN News. Try and listen to Newsmax. You'll get a different take, a different opinion on this journalism. You'll still report the issues. You can subscribe to the Epic Times. Get news that way. And... One of your main sources, talk radio. Talk radio with the, well, by virtue of the fact that many of these shows are multiple hours long, have the ability to get into issues and explore them in depth that just does not happen on TV, even over the course of a one-hour show. So talk radio is an excellent source of information. Podcasts, such as this one, an excellent source of information. Why? Because podcasts are easily consumed. You'll notice I try to keep most of my podcasts down to about 30, 35 minutes tops because that's about the average morning commute for most people. So they can download it onto their phones and they can listen to it whether they're on the subway here in New York or whether they're in their car listening via Bluetooth. It's a very easy, digestible way of getting information. And you can pick what podcasts you want to hear. And you can listen to multiple podcasts. In my case, I, for many years, have subscribed to the Rush Limbaugh show because my daily schedule does not permit me to devote three hours in the middle of the day to listen to Rush from noon to three. However, by subscribing to his website, I can download his show in a podcast format, and I listen to it on my way to work and my way back to work because I eliminate all the commercials. When you get the podcast, that three-hour show is now distilled down into three one-hour uh, files that are probably about 35 minutes each. So I get it done in about an hour and 40 minutes. This is the way forward. Things like this. Secondly, you can break these people out by simply stopping your support for them. Fox News is hurting. Their listening audience is down over 40% since August. Sean Hannity, their biggest talk, talk show host, was hit the worst of all. His audience has lost two-thirds of his original listening audience. That means that advertisers are not going to soon be paying the money they were for these ad buys that they were paying beforehand. So you can break these people out financially by stopping your patronage. Places like Amazon stop buying from them. You know, just today, Amazon announced they're going to give the Biden administration all the help it needs, if it needs any, in distribution of vaccines. You'll note no similar offer was made to the Trump administration, even though the Trump administration was the one 
that was responsible for developing the vaccines because they deregulated many of these things. Nobody's giving Trump any credit for this. Now, all of a sudden, Amazon, with its massive distribution mechanism, wants to help the Biden administration from doing it. All of these things are things that you can do to aid the cause, so to speak. You can try to shop at Walmart or Target rather than Amazon. Walmart has an excellent delivery system. There may be some liberal members of the Walton family, but surely the entire family is not uh, of the same stripe as Jeff Bezos. This is a way to do it. You can also go back to what America was and start supporting local businesses rather than always getting everything from some online conglomerate. There's many things you can do to help yourself. Now, unfortunately, smartphones are things that we're so dependent on now, and the market is really sewn up by either people that use the Google operating system, which is uber leftist, or now Apple, which is also leftist. Beyond that, there aren't many options. Even BlackBerry, although it's still made, is no longer a BlackBerry. It's a BlackBerry in name only by brand, but it uses a Google Android operating system. However, with a ready-made market of 73 million Americans, I think it's only a matter of time until entrepreneurs of a conservative stripe are going to invent the conservative counterbooks, uh, counterparts rather, to Facebook, the conservative counterparts to Twitter. We've already seen that with Parler. They're doing their best to shut them down, but they'll be back, believe me. Uh, conservative counterparts to Amazon. For the time being, support only those entities that you absolutely have to support and strip yourself of all connections to businesses and entities which use your hard-earned money to support causes which you fundamentally disagree with. If you think about it, it's not a big leap to do that. Would you contribute to a terrorist organization like Black Lives Matter or Antifa? Of course you wouldn't. You're common sense conservative. So why would you give money to an organization that would in turn give the money to them? For many years, I was a subscriber to the Dollar Shave Club. When I found out that the Dollar Shave Club was donating $100,000 to Black Lives Matter, I ended my subscription the next day, and I now proudly get my razors from Harry's Razors. That doesn't pursue a political agenda. So all these things are within our grasp. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, because it was talked about today on Russia's show and a couple of other shows, is that when people feel depressed like this, there's often talk of a third party. And then it never comes to pass, and it usually winds up being a third party for a presidential election only and not much else. Because to really have a true third party, you need to have it up and down the ranks the House of Representatives, the Senate, state and local governments. It's got to be a true third party. Well, that may be true in years past, but never before have we had a man named Donald Trump who has captured the imagination of 73 million Americans in a way that no other politician in my lifetime has who was out there willing to organize this third party and support these third party candidates. I do believe a third party is going to come to pass, I do believe Trump will be its titular head, and I believe that it will be more than just a third party. It will be the party that will ultimately displace the Republican Party, because if this election, the shenanigans surrounding it, and the defections that we've seen from Republicans who ought to know better shows us, it shows us that the Republican Party is not what we grew up with, and it's no longer worth saving. 
As I said a few weeks ago on the show, you now have a choice between two parties. One which wants to take America into the sewer as fast as it can, and one which is acknowledging that it's headed to the sewer, but it's going to try and take a slow path to it. Well, if I've got to be dead, I'd rather die quick. So I'd rather take a chance, let the Democrats enjoy their power for now, don't support the GOP, bolster the third party, and come roaring back in the midterm elections and take this country back. That's the way forward. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.